because hey. we love you. Hey. What's up, motherfuckers? Oh, I thought that was going to be singular directed at me, and I had a response all prepared. What was it? <laughs> the listeners can't respond to you, so oh. I'll speak on their behalf. And say? I watched The Hunt for the Skinwalker this morning. Okay, so uh, a little bit of a- Coming in hot. On-air on production, <laughs> not production meeting, but a little, about, I'll say behind the scenes. Impromptu, is it trash? I get a I get a text message today from Spencer at- mm. Uh, I don't know, 10.30 a.m., something like that? Mm-hmm. And it just says, a gift. No, let's, okay, let's not open <laughs> with descriptions of the times that I uploaded copyrighted things to the internet and sent them to you. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. It was just for me. Personal use, right? Yeah. Sure. It's protected. Yeah. There's a password. It's fine. <laughs> you have to be logged into our email to see it. Yeah, exactly. Shit's yeah. fine. Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> that means I'd finished watching it by 10.30 this morning. Correct, mm-hmm. which which made me go, hmm, I bet Spencer had an interesting morning today. It's two hours long. I started about 8.30. I was also at work, so was not able to uh, indulge, if you will, in, in <laughs> said didn't, gift. You didn't take a two-hour break in the, the middle of your workday and watch... A documentary about hey guys, I know we've got four meetings over the next two hours, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna have to move them all so I can go sit in a conference room and watch this fucking super duper yeah. weird. Is this the really quickly before you get into your impromptu? Is it trash? Mm-hmm. Actually, we have two impromptu. Is it trash? today? Um, the 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 trailer for this is this the one that we played on the paid episode? You got really mad about it. And on I got an episode real once. fucking yeah. mad. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. Patreon, right? Yeah. We do two episodes a week. Go to patreon.com slash whatitpodcast if you want to get a second one. So this dude, Jeremy Corbell, he's made a lot of documentaries, um, several of them about paranormal things. Documentaries. <laughs> they, they are documentaries. They're not necessarily good ones, but they are documentaries. You guys should have seen how big my air quotes were. They were <laughs> so big. Uh, did you ever watch Patient 17? Is about- that the one about people pulling shit out of their heads? <laughs> Uh, sort of, or their the legs. alien implant thing, yeah. yeah, the one where they're running a. St- I turned it off when they were running a stud finder over the guy's oh, leg. Oh, <laughs> holy shit, bud! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I did not see that one either. I was more committed to this one because I paid money for it. The other one was on Netflix. Got it. Um, I paid money for it too. Yes, totally. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> see, I fixed it. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome. Um, hey, if anybody wants to sue us as a business, we have like 30 bucks. It's fine. <laughs> also, we're not sending it out to tens of thousands of people. No, exactly one person. Um, it's okay. So it's about Skinwalker Ranch, which if you're not familiar, Google it, I guess, or listen to our episode. About I was going to say, or go listen to our podcast. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, the weird place in Utah where UFOs and Bigfoots and interdimensional portals and poltergeists and all kinds of crazy shit happens they be chilling allegedly allegedly well one thing i learned in the process of watching this documentary today yeah is that uh george knapp who wrote the the book the hunt for a skinwalker uh-huh which this documentary is very tightly based on oh i was gonna thought you're gonna say it very loosely based no, on I'm no no it, it now. is like an exact retelling of the book basically oh uh with his permission yeah, so George Knapp is in the movie just as much as he's like the main character in the movie. Interesting. 
But one thing I learned in in watching the documentary and hearing some interviews with him and Corbell, George Knapp never personally saw anything at Skinwalker Ranch. So he wrote that entire book off of interviews with other people? Yes. How does that make you feel about that book? And Jeremy Corbell, who made this documentary about George Knapp writing a book, has also never witnessed anything unusual. So these two guys are writing books and making documentaries about entirely second or most often third-hand stories that have no documentation. The dude made a two-hour documentary without a single, like, frame of anything weird. So what had happened was... Like, that's the entire documentary, is people just saying that over and over again? Yeah, or, like, he has two, like, first-hand eyewitness accounts in the movie. Okay. One of, I saw a UFO, and one of, uh, I saw, like, a big spotlight in the sky that shined down on top of me. Well, now I feel real dumb for getting all scared about all the stuff on our Skinwalker episodes if it's just a bunch of people who are like... Then there was some cows in a trailer, and then they weren't. Well, so here's most of the documentary is George Knapp when he went to write that book um, and spent time on the ranch and with the Nids people and Robert Bigelow and everybody who was working on, on the, I don't know, the research, I guess, or the studying of the ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he originally went out there with the intention of making a documentary and then they never got permission to release the footage publicly. And so it turned into a book instead. Hmm. And so a lot of about half of this documentary that came out today is naps footage from the documentary he originally was going to make. Oh, that's pretty interesting because he's now gotten permission from Bigelow to release it publicly. But the footage that Knapp took for his documentary itself still doesn't document any of the actual paranormal weirdness of the ranch. It primarily documents Colm Kelleher walking around the ranch saying, and this is where this happened, but I didn't see it. Somebody whose name I can't say saw it, but it's big and it's important and watch out, things are going to change. Like the whole movie is just hyping up like, This is going to be a world-changing event. There's before this movie and after this movie. And then nothing happens for two hours. Uh, Like, if you've read the book, there's literally zero new information in the movie. And um, then you also realize that none of that information in the book has been verified. I don't know why I decided to do this. (laughs) What in the fuck was that? Bunch of bullshit. (laughs) It's what in the fuck it was. Also, I thought it was really funny that... Just quick, uh, on you know, as we're filling out our is it trash? Um, yeah. What's the word for how teachers grade things? Syllabus? Uh, no, but mm, rubric. Rubric. Our is it trash rubric? Rubrics cube. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll see myself out. He's just not. Corbell is just not good at making movies. Tight. Specifically, the audio is just like horrendous to the point where. He's doing interviews, and it's hard to even understand what people are saying. Sick, sick. And then they keep going back to this totally shot on a VHS camcorder in the in the mid-90s George Knapp documentary. 
No, it's way better. The overall quality of Naps documentary from the 90s shot with a camcorder is, is significantly tight. better. That's awesome. I love that. Like, I would have rather watched that whole film than watched this, like, weird Frankenstein film that Corbell put together where he has to include himself in every shot. Mm. There's literally, there are multiple shots of him standing, like, at a wall in his studio in slow motion pinning photos together and drawing lines with chalk between them. Oh, like that scene from... Uh, from every fucking conspiracy everything ever? Yes. And also, it's always sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie gets all cracked out and he's like trying to figure out the connections between things. Yep. 45, Yikes, minutes, into the, 45 minutes into the film, they had shown the creepy faded keep out sign on a gate five times. Like the same shot? He had reused the shot five times, nice. 45 minutes into a two-hour movie. You, you know uh, you know, a documentary is is really high quality when uh, you're you're forced to use the same, like, like, clip stab. He spent the first 15 minutes hyping it up and just saying, like, I, I wrote down some quotes as I was watching. Tight. Thank God. If any of this is true, which is a great hint that it's not, <laughs> this is game-changing. And I wrote in quote in parentheses, I'm expecting to be severely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're a hater in real time. <laughs> oh, that's and then so awesome. He, he, he like the whole movie is him hyping up a, a reveal that never happens. And he's like, he says at one point, it's just part of life out here, referring to the weird shit that he has never seen nor anyone in the movie mm. with two exceptions has ever seen there's so much footage we have mountains of tapes and yet there's nothing weird on any of them most of them is a guy named colm walking around a fucking ranch by himself oh he's referring to the footage from george knapp stuff yeah <laughs> La, uh, water 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 and not a drop to drink i think is the- it's it's just it's people retelling stories from the book with shitty, creepy music for two hours. You know, based on how mad I got about the trailer, I feel pretty vindicated in uh, my entire sort of mental read of what that looked and sounded like. Also, unannounced at the one hour and 30 minute mark, Mm. Robbie Williams shows up, walking around the ranch in a Gucci jacket and Yeezys. Time out, 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 time out. They don't introduce him. He's just like, he he climbs out of some ATV and starts talking to the camera. When you say Robbie Williams, you mean the dude from Ancient Aliens, Robbie Williams? No, I mean like English pop star Robbie Williams. Oh, I thought, I'm thinking of somebody else from Ancient Aliens. I don't think there's a Robbie Williams on Ancient Aliens. Um, What's he doing there? They never... They don't say? Sick. He's super uh, sick. They conclude the movie with these five guys sitting around a campfire smoking cigs and talking about if shit is weird or not. And then finally at that point, it just says on the screen while he's talking about how he doesn't want to get possessed, uh, Robbie Williams, artist slash singer. No explanation of why he's in the film or why he's there or why his like UFO hunting gear is a is a Gucci bomber jacket and some Yeezys, but Cause there if, he is. Because if you're going to get yanked up in the sky, <laughs> you're going to do look good it doing in it. style, baby. It's, it's messy, to put it lightly. Bro, you're going to hop up into the alien spaceship just like draped up and dripped out, and you're going to point at those alien feet, and you're going to go, what are those? <laughs> 
Oh, that's why. Um, I guess I don't know how to assign a, a level of trash to it. You got to ask the question. Oh, right. It's uh, it's this is the the essential mm-hmm. part of grading our content. Are they trash? Yes. <laughs> With a qualifier. Um, the delivery was with a qualifier. It was trash to the point where I was upset, but I think only because I paid $15 to watch it. Jesus. Yeah. It seems a little too high. Um, it's because you know- That was three of you subscribing to our Patreon for a month, by the way, <laughs> that allowed me to watch this film this morning. So thank you. Thank you. Slash-, slash You're welcome. Slash you're welcome for deterring you from- <laughs> For for saving you from this monstrosity, or if you like us reviewing shitty documentaries, uh, patreon.com slash what podcast. Yeah, maybe um maybe the reason he charges so much money for it is because he knows that everyone who watches it is going to have the exact same reaction you had, and so he's like, look, I'm only going to get to like trick like 500 people I, into watching this before everyone knows it sucks. It wasn't. I'm exaggerating a little bit for effect, but it was not good. But it wasn't horrible, and. If I hadn't paid money for it, I think I would have been okay being like, oh. This is kind of interesting. This is actual footage of the places that I read about in that book. And yeah, those stories are weird. And it's kind of interesting to hear different people tell them. But there's yeah. there's literally nothing new compared to the book that came out like a decade plus ago. It sounds softer than making omelets with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> and then they try and tie it into the, uh, to the stars stuff at the beginning and end do we get an appearance from no no tom delong Damn. we do get a brief bobby big shot uh appearance baby bigs <laughs> that's tight that's he ta- tight he talks uh very vaguely about how there's some sort of nebulous impending doom for the last two minutes of the movie mm, is he weird yeah super fucking weird <laughs> Oh, also, yeah. he he sold the ranch about two years ago. I guess that's the only somewhat new information. He sold it, and there's a new owner who's doing more stuff now, I guess. More research? Yeah. If the billionaire space seeker man wasn't able to find or document any weirdness on the property? Maybe because one of his main strategies was using, quote, biosensors. This is Bobby Biggs? Uh-huh. Can you tell me what that means? It means a dog. They would put dogs outside, and then if the dogs barked at something, they would go try and see what the dog was barking at. It they needed multiple people with PhDs to put a dog outdoors and watch it. It concerns me that someone uh, who is trying to engineer spaceflight and like space things has not heard of a camera before. Biosensors. Biosensors. That's a bro. That's, that's a retriever. A, that's that's a nose, my dude. <laughs> that's a Labrador. You can't call a Labrador a biosensor. Oh, I'm sorry, my guy. I don't think you get to just <laughs> invent fucking technological names for man's best friend. Mm. That's not how that works. His name is Dwight. Uh, my name Dwight is the dog. My name is Dwight. You're not a dog. Your well, name's Dwight the human. I'm your dog. What up, dog? Hey. <laughs> anyway, that was what I needed to. Get off your chest. Yeah. In step in part one of Is It Trash? Part two, before we dive into f- 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 faces. Yeah, faces on floors. Faces. Fa- face on the floor. Face, face on the floor. Face on the floor. Face, face on the floor. Is that a Big Frida reference? Um, Ass yeah. everywhere? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the rhythm I was <laughs> okay. going for. Cool. Um, but we have another, we have a very important 
extremely important part two of is it trash? Uh, can I set it up? <laughs> I don't know how to, so I'd love it if you would. Okay. So the other day, um, you know, guys, I tell you what, we try to have fun on our Twitter and Instagram and Facebook accounts because for the most part, the internet as a whole is a steaming pile of dog shit inside of a dumpster fire inside of a black hole. If you let it. I mean, I don't know. I, I done fucked my timeline up real bad. But yeah, see, that's... I, you got to start over. I know, but then I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm being willfully ignorant to the woes of the world. Yeah, but what, what have you done about them? Been sad. Yeah, right. So fuck it. It's not like you're accomplishing anything. You know what? Reading about shit on Twitter doesn't mean that you've done anything about it. It I just, just means to, you feel dumb. I just need to talk to you guys more. At What If Pod, <laughs> at Ryan Gopperud. Let's not talk about better things. I tried to make the internet better the other day by digging into an old folder of bookmarks I had of old vines that I found particularly hilarious that Wait, made did me you, laugh. Did you save the videos or can you still... You still view vines? The vine, the actual um, like hosted links for the videos still exist. Okay. So it just you, doesn't exist as like a platform that you can upload new material like you, to and interact with? I'm pretty sure you can't go to people's profile pages. Okay. And you can't go to like, um, you can't like follow anybody. You can't create an account. But you have, if you have a folder of bookmarks. You can watch the shit out okay. of some vines. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know what? The internet sucks particularly bad today. I'm going to post a Twitter feed of like 30 or 40 of my favorite vines because they're going to make me laugh and hopefully someone else feels like the world isn't as shitty of a place sure. as, as it is. You could also just close Twitter when you feel like that, but go on. Yeah. Or you could just try to like, like, it's like the soup is shitty. So you could either stop eating the soup or you could be like, but I got this, this soup has a donut in it, but I got this dope ass <laughs> ingredient and I can throw donut holes into the soup and then we can eat donut hole this soup. soup is now mostly whiskey. This, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and like, that'll be at now least I'm a little better eating soup, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I can't feel pain. So there's that. Anyway, anyway, somewhere in, I don't know what number it was, somewhere in there, I posted a vine of mine, which I had saved not for its comedic value, but for the, holy shit, I got to do this someday, which is mm -hmm. someone who took one of those cans of Pillsbury uh, Cinnabon, or mm -hmm. cin not Cinnabon, but like Pillsbury cinnamon, cinnamon roll. rolls, yeah. Uh, it's like the the tube, then you yep. just like yeah, break yeah, off yeah. the pieces and you put them in the oven, you cook them, the, right? The Annie's organic one is superior, by the way. Oh, sick. I've never actually bought that before. Well, what are you doing like 40 minutes from now? <laughs> guys, and we'll, do you have a waffle maker? Guys, we will open and close this episode with Is It uh, Trash? Uh, Target will definitely still be open by the time we're done recording. We could get both of those things. I, I do not have a waffle maker, but I'm about to buy one because what we did was, uh, not what we did. What 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 I posted was a vine of someone taking those cinnamon roll dough pieces, throwing them into a waffle maker, sizzling them until they had made a cinnamon roll waffle, and then eating it for breakfast. And that so, was wait 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 wait. Are you yes. putting the whole thing in there? Like, are you eating? If you ate that whole waffle, are you eating the equivalent of like six cinnamon rolls or whatever is in a? Well, tube? you put one in each quadrant of the waffle. So maker. you're eating four cinnamon rolls. I mean, if you if oh, you not if, if you ate thing, the whole okay, so this yeah. thing is like. Hella dense. I mean, yeah, but like no one is doing this for like the, right, the health right, benefits. Right, right. We're doing this because it sounds fucking if delicious. Ever, if we ever write a what if memoir, which hella dense, hella dense, bro. <laughs> 
That's, that's my <laughs> many new, stupids. Many stupids. Anyway, um, so before I was able to actually execute on this, what if podcast correspondent Rob Christopherson beat us to the punch and called in to give us his own? Is it trash, Rob? Take it away, boys. It's your what if correspondent Rob Christopherson. I'm in the field right now. Yes, and um. So, Ryan, you posted some vines that you really loved a while ago, and one of Facts. them was of the Cinnabon kind of, um, like, waffle kind of thing. Um, it looked delicious. I gave it a try. You wanted me to call you to tell you if this was indeed trash. Um, so Correct. I'm going to tell you about my experience. Um, you know, I fired up that, that uh, waffle maker. Everything turned out fine. I thought it was going to be a tragedy at one point because I lifted up on the waffle maker, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not. Oh, you did the goo. You You got the goo. Staying together, so I I, I just clamped it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. When I pulled it out, it was perfect. Mm. It was absolutely perfect. Yes. It was the perfect waffle. Yes. And then (laughs) I put it down on a plate. I put some... I put some of that good stuff on there. Interesting. Mm, what up? I have to report it is not trash. Yes. It is definitely, definitely a good idea to do it. Yes. Go put cinnamon buns in your waffle makers, people. It's brilliant. This has been Rob Christopherson reporting from the field. Rob. Rob from Our Strange Guys. Are uh, they trash? Absolutely not. They so, are great. You know, we went one for two today on, on Are They Trash? Can we... um? Can we can we buy two waffle makers and bring we need two now? Hang tight and and bring them to the September nineteenth Ice House live <sighs> show for our hundredth episode live recording and celebration. We definitely could, and then serve cinnamon waffles. Whoa! To the audience, how long? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We definitely could. Yes, we could. Um, just load up a cooler with tubes of dough. And yeah. And just like maybe that's like part of the price of admission, is <laughs> you get, you get, uh, you get a waffle. Maybe some amount of a waffle that you, we can't guarantee. You know, it's gonna be really sticky in there. Mm, that's a good point. I don't you, know if Ice House would appreciate that. You ever go to like a? You ever do like a breakfast buffet ever in your life? Yes. You know how they have those like metal things that uh, that open up like um, they're like like kind of a tube, and you open up the lid and it's like it's like over those hot whatever canisters you know what i'm talking about i'm very lost right now a hot tube over some canisters yeah you know what i'm talking about and there's always like bacon in it or like sausage in it or whatever and you like open in a tube sh- well not a tube but it's like circular and then you open the lid and shut the oh, lid oh yeah 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 um we should just have one of those on the side and have a buffet of like pre-made you have a catered breakfast buffet c- cinnamon bun <laughs> just a straight up holiday in quality how they in express quality breakfast buffet going on at our 8 p.m. show. Guys, 612-246-4614. Uh, For what? Call and tell us whether you would be more likely to come to shows in your town if we also this one, this one a is personal f- breakfast buffet. So here's what we do. This is a, this is a great idea for the road. Ooh. I want to start touring this bullshit mm. uh, and staying at Holiday Inn Expresses. Oh. And we'll just, you know, we'll make waffles until we get cut off. Oh, at the Waffle Maker, at the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> and then we'll bring them to the show that night. Sick! Or we'll do, like, f- I would actually prefer to play, like, 10 a.m. shows over 10 p.m. shows. If you guys want to do, like, breakfast-style podcasts yeah. in, in your town, 
very down for that. And then we're or done. Or your university or your house or yeah. whatever. And then we're done by like noon or one, and then everybody can go get day drunk together. And like, what's better than getting day drunk, you know? Mini golf? Why not both? <laughs> Good point. Yes, and, my friend. Yes, and. Uh, do we have any other nonsense to talk about before the, the official nonsense? Um, I think that was most of our unofficial nonsense. The live show has been mentioned. Uh, thanks to Rob. Um, that's all I Robbie had. Robbie Williams. Uh, Thank you to Robbie Williams. Thanks to Robbie Williams, but also Robert Christopherson. Oh, uh, related note. I made bacon pancakes for breakfast this morning. Making bacon and you put it in a pancake? Sure did. Sick. Proud of you. Making pancakes. Bacon making pancakes. Proud of you. Shout out to Jake the dog. Um, you want to begin? You ever been to Spain? Nope. Me neither. You got close once. Did you? <laughs> been to a couple of the countries that border it. That's cool. Yeah. I'm into it. I want to go to Spain. Mm-hmm. Um... But maybe not this one specific place in Spain. Okay. Like that lady's house. Like this lady's house. <laughs> With faces on the floor. Um, so there's a city in Spain called uh, Belmez. Uh, it's in the Andalusia region, southern Andalusia. Spain. You got you to gotta lisp the S. Andalusia, that's right. Yeah. THs for the S's. Facts, on, facts, bro. facts. Yeah, here with your Mexican Spanish. Um, it's true. That is That is the Spanish I learned. Um, in Belmez, in Spain, in the Andalusia region, uh, a town of about 2000 people. It's August of 1971 and a woman named Maria Pereira is cleaning her kitchen floor and she notices on her kitchen floor, which is concrete at the time, uh, an unusual, is that a thing? What's that? Concrete kitchen floors. For sure. Really? I've never seen one. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm imagining this is a relatively rustic home. Okay. So, yes. Is it like a polished concrete? I mean, I know polished concrete exists from... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> from the photos of the topic we are about to discuss, anyway, I, it, this, this does is, not appear yeah. to be polished concrete. It appears to be raw to concrete. Okay. She's got cement floors. She's got cement floors. She's cleaning uh, the concrete floor of her kitchen and notices a stain on the concrete. It's like uh, like a darkened kind of mixed color stain on the mm-hmm. concrete. Um, thinks it's weird. Tries to scrub it out. Doesn't really work. Um, oh, sh- should we should we put our allegedly bookends in here real quick? Yeah, this one's more nonsense than most. Allegedly, uh, at the beginning and at the end, bookends. Oh, shout out to the listener who suggested this topic for us, by the way, whose name I do not have handy. That's yeah, okay. He probably he or she probably knows who they are. They thanks thank you. <laughs> thank you. So we got floor stains that won't come out. Yeah, and they're getting sort of more they're spreading kind of over the course of a handful of days. Uh like I don't know I don't know if like morphing is the right word, but like seemingly moving. Okay. Until uh about a week in, it appears that from the surface of the floor of her concrete kitchen floor, uh, a face has emerged. Like a two-dimensional one or a three-dimensional one? A two di- Three dimensions would be very tight. Like a Han Solo face or like a Rembrandt face? Han Solo uh, <laughs> being preserved face. Uh, no, like a Rembrandt face. Uh, a two-dimensional... That's what I call portraits. Rembrandt Portrait. faces. <laughs> I got that Rembrandt. You mean like them paintings that they used to make? <laughs> that the smart people put in their <laughs> fancy museums? Um, 
so yeah, it's a face, and 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 the family, the the Pereira family, uh, was unsure and confused, and I would say slightly disconcerted that a face had emerged in the floor of uh, of their kitchen. Um, that concern was it one was it monochromatic or was it in color? Uh, not in color. I mean, like there were. I guess I would say like the stain varied in color, but like oh, we're talking like gray and dark gray. Yeah, like grayscale. Okay. Basically, it wasn't okay. like it wasn't like a painting, painting, or yeah. it didn't appear like a painting, painting in terms of multicolor. Got it. Um, they basically couldn't get it to scrub out of their concrete floor, and fearing that this was some sort of bad omen or strange ghost floor. Yeah, strange ghost floor. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria's husband goes to the shed and gets a pickaxe. And I apologize. And <laughs> may have apologized to the face before fucked up. <laughs> pickaxing it <laughs> into right in oblivion. Yes. Jeez, that's aggressive, Maria. I mean, well, I don't know that she asked for it, but. Well, I don't know if the person in the floor did either. That's also true. That's also true. Uh, but her husband did, in fact, destroy the face on their floor. <laughs> Destroyed that face. Destroy that face. <laughs> Wait, so they, they, like, excavated the concrete floor or a portion of it? A uh, portion of it, yeah. I mean, with a, basically broke it up and report it to make it flat again. Not the okay. entirety of the kitchen, but essentially yeah. the area where the face had appeared. All right. Yeah. Did they try, so they tried scrubbing it out. Did they try like putting stain or, well, I don't know what you can do with concrete, but or, like, did they try putting anything over it Um, before they tore up their kitchen floor? Just throw a rug over it and be like, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The face wasn't talking, was it? No, but I'm imagining if you covered its mouth, it might be more inclined to ask you to not stop it from breathing. Yeah. Probably if you pickaxe it in the face too. Well, dicks. Well, um, Okay, so they they killed that floor ghost. They killed and that then floor they ghost. Report their floor. Report their floor. With life un, goes back un, to normal. Unpossessed new cement. Yes. Okay. A week later, it reappears. The same. Stain. The same face, or um, you could argue that it is. You could argue that it isn't. There's a side by side of the images online. Okay. They, right, how how literal of a face are we talking here? Is it like a um. Like, I would like say, a Rembrandt ass face or like a Picasso face or like a face on Mars face. I would say um somewhere between a Picasso face and a face on Mars face. Okay. But so, definitely not a Chuck Close face. Definitely not a Chuck Close face. Damn. But, but not flexing a- his art degree all <laughs> up in y'all's faces. It's the only time it's been useful ever. <laughs> Literally one time and it's right now. Oh shit. Okay, so these are like obviously faces, though. This isn't like a uh, what's the a paradiddle? Uh, what's the? <laughs> you're, I believe you're referring to paradoilia. Thank you. Para- uh, paradiddle is not that. Which which we'll we'll get into uh, a little bit later in the show. But these are like clearly pretty. I would say yes, pretty clearly faces. The, okay. The the versions that are online, most of them you can pretty obviously tell they've been um, like had the contrast beefed up on them. Oh, the photos? Yeah, like the saturation and the contrast and like things sure. have been done to sort of 
accentuate the face shapes. Did Secure Team 10 circle them in red? Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. And made a 13-minute video about one of them. Got to do the Ken Burns like 700 yeah. times on the same image and just to make dro- sure people know. Drony X-Files-ass music uh-huh. in the background. Um, Twilight Zone. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even know the difference between the X-Files and Twilight Zone. Oh, Trying I was, to have a podcast about ghosts. I was just making creepy sounds. It was not intended to be anything else. Uh, a week later, a similar face to our Rembrandt-ass face appears in the kitchen floor. Okay. Um, who? How do we know this? Is, is the Are the homeowners telling us this? Well, yes. I mean, they told that story eventually. Okay. Um, but all this information is, is ultimately coming from the people who lived in the house? Yes, but we do have photographic documentation of the faces of Belmez. Okay. So, so yes, like the, the way that people are hearing about this is the family saying, yeah, we... <laughs> hey, guys, what are you doing in your kitchen? Well... <laughs> Scrubbing the floor ghosts. Well, you see, what had happened was... Maybe they were just hungry and they figured that was their best chance of getting some... Free food. The floor goes? Yeah. It's like your it's like the dog right. pet that you have that sits in the dog kitchen. Pet. Dog pet. Baby dog. <laughs> that's that's uh that's my fiance and I's new name for puppies. Baby, Baby dog. dog. Mm. Um yeah, you you're gonna be like the dumpster that catches the scraps, right? Yeah. Dog dumpster. Dumpster D- dog. Dumpster face dumpster face. <laughs> Add it to the list. Yep. It's a new band. Um I think I might prefer face dumpster though. Face dumpster? <laughs> I like dumpster face a lot. It's rude. Well, we'll workshop it. Um, so the Pereiras do start telling people in their neighborhood in Belmez about the faces that are appearing in their ding dang kitchen shit. floor. Hey, for sure. Um, there are different reports about the way that they presented this to people. the The most common that I found was one of fear or confusion. Um. They not knowing pre- where this is coming from and basically being freaked out by it. And then telling others in a, like, can you reassure me that my floor is not possessed by... Yeah, like, this is fucked up, right? Are you experiencing anything similar? People. This is fucking scary. We don't know what to do. Do you also have dumpster people living in your floors? Yes, exactly. Because hmm. then at least misery loves company, right? I feel like that would be worse. <laughs> if it was happening all over the city? Yeah. Well, then you then you know that Got a full blown infestation at that point. You know, you got to leave at that point. Right. Got to put the the fumigation circus tent over the whole town and just. Facts. Pickaxe those dudes to death. Facts. Double death. Two times. Two times. There's also reports that the Pereiras actually, uh, not only did they tell other people in their neighborhood, but they told the Belmez City Council and or the mayor uh, looking for assistance in actually removing the second face that reappeared. And doing testing on it to see if they could figure out what the uh, what the face was made of, or what might be causing the face's uh, presence. Can you imagine you you like work your way up through government? You you know you probably have like a poli sci degree, got some experience. You're probably like in your mid forties. You uh-huh. finally become mayor. Uh-huh. You think it's going to be a stepping stone to sure, becoming sure, sure. like you know higher and higher sure. in, in your government? Of course. And instead, you're dealing with some old lady calling and asking you to get the face out of her kitchen floor come get my face <laughs> what in the fuck lady? it's looking at me my um, husband already killed the other one 
Come get my face. Can't keep killing all these faces. Come get my face. Uh, and that's actually exactly what the city council did. <laughs> How big was this town? How bored uh, were they? It says 2,000 or so people. Okay. Is that counting the dumpster floor people or just regular people? I think that's just the regular people. So they got 2,001 now. Uh, facts. Yes. Okay. Or two. Or two, if you count the one Briefly they killed. Two. Yes. Um, the city helps them extract and basically excavate that section of concrete where the second face appeared in their floor. They just so, go like full arche- archaeological dig on it or how'd they get out? Um, the way that I understand it was they took uh, more pickaxes to the surrounding area of the cement slab, mm. got underneath it and actually like lifted it out intact. Okay. And the intent was to take a portion of it to send to the Instituto de Ceramica y Vidrio, or the ICV, which was the Institute of Ceramics and Glass in Spain, for testing of the actual, um, of the surface of the uh, concrete itself to see if there was pigments or chemicals or what was potentially actually causing, like, the staining and shaping on the floors. And? Um... Well, before we get to the results of that, the story goes that when they removed uh, that section of the kitchen floor below the Pereira home was, uh, quote, eight or nine feet below, there were numerous skeletons buried underneath the Pereira house, some, in fact, headless. Could you find photos of that? Because I could not. I could not. That just screams bullshit to me. I agree. You know what would make this spookier? Some skeletons with no heads. But we don't have photos. But we have hundreds of photos of our fucking kitchen floor. We do. We have lots of photos of the faces. We do not have any uh, any faces of the bodies reported underneath the floor. Could you find any more story? And like they would dig that up, and they're going to examine the slab of concrete, but not the human remains that they found underneath? Um, they just throw some dirt back on top of it, or what do they do with those? No, uh, the the version I found said that um, they studied the corpses, exhumed them, uh, sent them to local labs, and uh, carbon dated the uh, the bones to figure out when they were from. And also when his head fell off. Uh, yes, which was back in the 13th century, and then Oof. they were uh, a long time to not have a head, right? And then they were buried in a local Catholic cemetery. That's the version of the story that I'm seeing, but no, I don't have like a good, um, I don't have a good source for that, in fact, being the case. Spanish are super Catholic, right? Yes, correct. Most Latin American countries are. Is this like a a Virgin Mary situation? Like, um, is, there, is there religious context that might be in play here? I guess it's, it's a better way of asking that question. I guess that's a fair question. There is a um a long-standing tradition of miraculous imagery in right. uh I mean I guess I would say in a lot of religions but particularly in Christianity and particularly in the Catholic denomination of Christianity there's a lot of reports of miraculous images going back to the shroud of Turin and um there's like a actually a shockingly long list like many that I did not even know existed um, of faces showing up on stuff? Faces showing up on mm. stuff, yeah. That's probably in the list of unusual Wikipedia articles somewhere. Faces showing up on stuff? Jesus in bread, etc. I hope it's called 
faces showing up on stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. Christ the, pickles the, and, the, and other assorted anomalies. <laughs> Christ pickles added to the list. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. There is definitely a, um, a, a, a tradition of that concept. However, at the Pereira house, there was not any um, like overtones or even really undertones of it being a religious thing. Okay. I'm just wondering if maybe that would have something to do with why there would be so much interest in it. Um, Whereas if the story sure. had happened somewhere else, maybe it would not have garnered as much attention. I can from see that. The, uh, you know. You're saying because the concept was already popularized in some of those regions of the world? Yeah. For sure. That makes a lot of sense. Um, But apparently there were studies done to see, basically people were questioning like, there's a couple of different things. Is this happening naturally? Was this already here and it's getting uncovered? Or are they faking this? Three seems like a pretty strong contender at this point. Sure. Understandably so. And, and so what, what would naturally mean occurring naturally? Um, well, like somebody with a really big face fell down once upon a time and their, their face oils are now creating cool pictures on the floor. No, I think naturally would be more of like the, uh, like, like, well, I guess supernaturally could be one way to say it or like Maria was projecting her thought faces onto the floor. Well, so there is photography the photography to be considered here, which is something that um, was explored for a potential reason behind this. It's basically the idea that there are some people who can use thought to create photographic images, usually on photographic services or, or services that would take to, uh, to some sort of did, art. Did you read about Ted? Sirius at I, all? I did read about Theodore. Theodore oh, Sirius. I wish that guy was still around. So, or so you I, could hang out with him? Well, his whole thing was getting just fucking hammered and screaming at cameras. Correct. Until until <laughs> sometimes they actually produced imagery? He would just get annihilated, take all his clothes off, and scream at a camera through a paper tube. Yeah. And it's the best psychic performance I've ever heard of. But sometimes it worked. Did well, you hear about this? The sign worked. Like um, images showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Also, like cameras do take pictures. Well, right. But the idea was not always necessarily that he was using a camera. Sometimes he was using like a tube and some film, and like I don't know. There was. You know what can also make images? Tubes a, a and tube film. and some film. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's real. I always think it's funny when people like. The, the whole psychic slash uh, ESP slash telekinesis stuff. You have the craziest, most incredible, should be front page news everywhere talent of all time. And you're using it to drink 17 shots of whiskey, take your pants off, and create blurry photos. Look. A lot of people get rich for different reasons, you know? He didn't get rich. He got drunk and dead. Well, (laughs) maybe. Or like. Maybe that's what he wanted. I have the most powerful mind. I'm going to bend spoons. That's real. And what? Bro, do literally anything else. Yes. 
If you can, you should be doing literally anything other than bending my fucking spoons. That is a net negative outcome. All you did was fuck up one spoon. Now I can a, do that in a lot of different ways. I'm just gonna spill my. I'm just gonna spill my cereal now. Now I just have one less spoon. Now I just have bad cereal. Like now I just have shitty photos and less film. Why? I just have never understood that. I get it. It's it's. I think I think the. I, mean, I do understand it, but yes, <laughs> I think the argument for it is people saying that like it's um you know you can't I can't use my mind to cut a building in half but a spoon is something simple enough that I can like it's an indicator that you have that power but not like a you know I can't just, move a car it's just the it doesn't work that way argument that's fair it's not how it works if you were a psychic why why did you get why did you get hit by that car huh? that's not how it works shots fired well, I, seriously I, though, like, have you ever? I want to talk to a real psychic at some point. Okay, um, we should, we should, uh, we should get a psychic on the show. Psychics dot com. I bet they wouldn't come talk to us. I bet you they wouldn't. Psychic. I'm bad at spelling. dot com. While you look up psychics, I'm gonna get back to the story at hand. I guess that's a good thing to do at this point. The Pereiras, uh, people were questioning um, of the. Sorry, three. I need to inter- oh, interrupt God. already. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, oh, I just typed in psychics.com from which you can get psychic readings over the phone. How much does it cost? Are we, are we a one state consent state? Mm, one party consent state? How does that mean? Can we record phone calls without telling people we're recording them in our state? Um, cause if so, I, I'm, I'm just going to call these people from our Skype. How much does it cost? I guess that's also a good question to ask before we do it. <laughs> we'll come back to that. You keep going. Guys, we need this psychic we need a phone. thousand more Patreon supporters <laughs> today. Right now. Live psychic readings over the phone. All right. We'll research that and come back to it. Um the Pereiras were being questioned for people thinking that they were potentially behind the faces on their own floor. And so in order to test that, uh, some paranormal investigators, I also found a really rough Spanish translation of Ghostbusters, which was very funny to me. Um, Wait, what? As in like someone who was like, a, they, they called a paranormal investigator, like a funny version of that, which was like, like a Ghostbuster or something like that. I thought you meant like you watched the movie dubbed in Spanish. No, 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 no. Um, Dr. Hans Bender. Oh, yeah. That's my guy. This guy. This guy. Um, they decided to see if they covered up the house and all of the entrances and the floor. If gotta fumigate that bitch. I mean, Get kind the ghosts of. ghosts out. You got to see if more faces show up, right? Oh. So they cover the floor, apparently in... Oh, I see. As in trying to not let anyone in or out. Right. And then go, do we see more faces? Got it. Got it. Um, so they that is exactly what they did, is they cover the floor with uh, basically like, I don't know, they, this says a jacket, but I think that actually is maybe also a translation of some kind. Like a tarp or something tarp and then apparently they sealed the doors and windows and apparently the sealing process was all done in view of uh dr bender's camera crew as well as the town notary which is an interesting thing like Hmm. like usually notaries are are known for like notarize this ghost please yeah the door is shut um poltergeist has been notarized yeah right 
Um, and apparently they waited for three months, which I don't know what happened to the Pereira family if they decided to live in another place for the time that this That's test was time. being undergone. Yeah. How were they monitoring this? They had cameras and stuff on it the whole time or? No. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> so maybe they were just in the house? Potent- uh, potentially in the house? I don't know. Okay. Tent in the backyard? Um, Treehouse? Maybe they had a treehouse. They were photographing sections of the floor beforehand, covering it up, and then three months later, removing everything. Uh, the way they say it is, uh, Dr. Bender found that it was apparent the f- faces on the floor had evolved and moved. Wait. So there weren't necessarily new ones, but the existing ones had changed? Had changed and changed location. Whoa. That actually seems like it'd be significantly harder to fake. I completely agree with you. In fact, that's like the one detail of this whole story that I find kind of interesting. Well, no, I I shouldn't say that. We are 50 minutes into this episode. No, no, no. By kind of interesting, I mean kind of convincing is what I should say. I think the rest of it is a fun story that I am not inclined to believe is uh, all that real. But they do have before and after photos. How would you do that? I'm not entirely sure. Well, actually. Unless there just wasn't good documentation before. That's a Which possibility. Seems very possible if it's just a private residence. Um, well, let's get into what's happening, actually, since we are 50 minutes in. And okay. this is almost sort of um, towards the end. Essentially, that was the that was the end of sort of the investigation, although uh, there, there were those concrete samples that were tested by that local group. They found no evidence of pigments or actual, like, paint components couldn't you just use oil or there'd be a whole lot of things that would stain concrete right? yeah so well yeah we'll get into that but they but they didn't find any like actual paint or anything like that so but they, it wasn't colored anyway right it was just like a discoloration of the concrete it wasn't like right. red and blue and right yes you know colors and stuff you know red <laughs> guys guys you know about colors blue um you know green maybe uh Perhaps, yellow yeah purple it wasn't any of those right heck um yeah, no, but but that was one of the things that they were at least testing for was like, is this just essentially someone went and got oil paint, dipped Reasonable. a brush in it, and tried to like see if they could blend it into their floor and make it yeah. a thing. Uh, over time, hundreds, if not thousands, of new tourists be- oh, okay. started doing um, pilgrimages. I thought you were going to say thousands of faces, and I was going to tell you to get the fuck out of here and stop the recording. Too many, too many, (laughs) too many dumpster faces. Too Deckard, bud. Um, no, yeah the uh, the um, the 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 sight of these faces uh, continued to be an attraction to people bringing them to Belmez to observe the faces themselves. Where are they charging admission? It's a good question. Um. I don't Seems somewhat know. crucial to this story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have um, so yes, evidence of that. Most likely. Yeah. I mean, you're not just walking people through your house for free all day, right? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But also, maybe you leave you know, a window to your kitchen floor open all day long. And people come to your city and look at that thing. And they're also still like bringing dollars into your tiny 2000 person town you, you just, know you just have like a uh, a step stool outside your kitchen window yep and just like a mail slot to throw dollar bills through that's how i would do it 
Maybe add an extra porthole or two. And then a guy behind it just pulls a curtain back. Mm-hmm. It's very it's um, little, very dirty. Yeah. Kitchen ghost peep show Kiss, action. Kitchen ghost peep show. Put it on the list. Put it on the <laughs> list. God damn, we are killing it today. Um, Something like that. That is, that is honestly like most of the story about the Belmez faces. In 2004, uh, Maria died. Heck. And people assumed that because over time the faces had continued to develop and change and be removed, that it was possible that um, that Maria had just been doing this over and over and over again for, you know, basically 30 years. Or someone else who lived there, right? Or someone else she who lived, lived by there. herself, right? Yep. Uh, no, no, she didn't live by herself. But, like, her sons had moved out by that time and stuff like that. So I think it was – actually, I think by the end it was just her who was still living there. Like – you know how if, uh, college kids, if you're broke, maybe your parents will bring you some groceries or something? Sure. When they were broke after they'd moved out, they'd just go home and draw some new faces on the floor. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> collect a little extra For sure. ticket sales. Thank you, honey. <laughs> take your take your wares. I don't know. My my overall take on this one is just... We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, this and an OG. flat out see. We haven't had an appearance in a while from that one. Did you see the... Uh, the comment when we were at, I think it was the Patreon episode last week when we were talking about the uh, the sweet spot in terms of level of preparation oh, from one yeah, to, from yeah, one yeah. to ten. Yep. And somebody said they gauge the uh, the prep sweet spot by if I'm still able to hit the soundboard or not. Oh, that's pretty good. That there's a there's a tipping point between hitting it constantly and just yeah. just only interrupting you with soundboard things and not hitting and it not at hitting all. it at all. Yeah. yeah. And somewhere in between is the sweet spot. That's a that's actually a really salient take from whoever that was. Slash, um, probably just a good policy for the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to thread that needle. Do a little prep and don't constantly interrupt your co-host. <laughs> Split that difference. <laughs> Split that difference. Be able to contribute to the conversation occasionally. You know. Mm. Um, I, yeah, okay. I, I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, I don't think photography is the, uh, is the cause of this. Yeah, but what if it is, though? I do, do you think, think... What do you think about photography in general? It's really fun to say. Photography. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> cool. As a Neat. concept. Okay. I don't believe that it uh, has occurred. Mm. It does feel very uh, like modern art-ish to me. Not to keep bragging on like the art history shit, but it, it does feel like a uh, conceptual art piece more than it feels like anything paranormal to the me. floor like, faces themselves no the, the whole like uh projecting images th- with your mind thing of yeah like, yeah yeah i'm not creating this it's just coming through me and i'm just a, a vessel or a channel for this for this information from the universe but also i can sell it and make money at art exhibitions yes and i would say i have a hard time because there's part of me that believes that um this is going to sound super fucking hippy dippy, but like, let's go that like that there is a way for us to inflect our energy, like outside of us. Yeah. And I don't entirely, I don't think that's it though. I sure. But I guess what I mean is that that is, that is conceptually something I believe is possible. Maybe not thinking images to appear on blank film, but isn't, that isn't that sort of just what art in general is, though. Yeah, but there's a there's a medium in between. Well, there is in this case too. There's film. 
and a camera most of the time. Wait, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm saying, is is that really that far removed from drawing or writing or playing an instrument in like at a certain point with enough skill, you're not thinking about every step that you're doing. Like if you've ever if you've ever watched somebody who is like an elite freestyler, yes. Their brain is working in a way that looks like it looks totally different from how our brains normally work. Yes. And there is something that has been turned off or opened up in a way that it usually is not for most people most of the time. Sure, I can get behind that. And the the metaphor or the analogy or the explanation or whatever you want to call it of like something coming through you in that moment seems pretty reasonable to me. I think the difference specifically with this is it is the manifestation of something outside of you without you physically doing anything. You're not opening a shutter to put the image in. You're not, you're not, uh, I mean the concept, I'm not saying but, I, I, I made a face at Ryan. Uh, <laughs> sometimes they were though. Like, uh, who was the Yuri Geller? He would hold the camera up to his forehead and like click the shutter. Yes. Right. Which, which just, for all intents and purposes, how to take pictures, bro. Like it's the same, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, what you're trying to tell me that you're doing with your magical mystical powers is taking an idea from your brain and transferring it onto an image. Like that's what artists do. They just have, they just took time to learn how to do it. You're saying you like skip some steps uh, yeah, and, I maybe, mean, and maybe there were ghosts. You're making, you're, <laughs> you're making a massive leap here, but like I'm, I, I'm making a massive leap, but I can get behind Thought camera guys, not making a massive leap. Well, he's, he's asking you to make a massive leap in believing that it's a real thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't think that is what is responsible for the Belmez faces. I do understand what you're saying that like, that in some ways it is a translation of what is in your mind to something in the outside world. I think, I think this is one of those, um, I think maybe what happened. Well, actually this is, do you want to know my full hypothesis? Nah. Okay. See you guys next week. <laughs> we out here! That'd be a, a phenomenal way to end the episode. Yeah. What do you got? I think this started with some periodolia. Perididdle. Perididdle. Um, we've talked about peridolia on the show before. Humans are good at recognizing faces. Sometimes we recognize them in things where they're not faces. Like like Mars. Like Secure Team 10's best best trait as a human being is his <laughs> his proficiency at peridolia. Best and worst. Um, but it is. It's the idea that because faces are so recognizable to us as human beings that through millions of years of our evolution. Our survival depends on it. Right. Et cetera. Yeah. That we're so good at it that we, inf- we often find them in things where they are not present. Correct. I would be willing to bet that Maria and her husband one morning looked at a genuine oil, water, whatever stain in their floor and went, oh my God, there's Bill. there's a face in the floor. Yeah, it's Bill. It's Headless Bill. Get the jackhammer. Headless Bill. God damn it, Bill. We <laughs> killed you years ago. Get the fuck out. Um, and 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 someone in the house, maybe not even the couple themselves, you know, like there are some who have speculated that this was one of the sons, like kind of like trolling his parents. That's fucked up. As in like <laughs> They reckon the first one was through periodolia being like, doesn't that look like a face? And he used some sort of compound to accentuate the features of Dude, the face I really over hope time. That's the answer. 
I mean, also, <laughs> if you're in a small town that potentially already is doing some thriving off of tourism, and you can find another kind of either, like you said, religious or some a concept that taps into a concept that's already fervent in your religion, yeah. cultural, yep. And if you can get that story to like breathe and go beyond your city walls, you bring more people in, you have more tourism, you make more money. Whether or not you charge later, for two it, idiots in another country are talking about it on a podcast. Right, exactly. Um so that's my that's my yeah. theory is that it starts with periodalia of people recognizing faces in their floor. Someone through good intentions starts to develop them uh, to get to get the story to like good intentions. Well, <laughs> with intentions, yeah, uh, capitalistic in, intentions uh, develops them and potentially. I mean, I think I'm curious to know like. Wouldn't it be fucked up if that if Maria lived her whole life believing that these were legitimately like almost like paintings from God appearing did, on her floor? You did know? they get better over time? And also, how old were her kids? Um, like, did they start out as seven year olds drawings of faces, and then and by then the get, end, like, the dudes like got an MFA in painting or something, and they're I do think they get Guernica on the floor of the kitchen. They get more complex over time. Like you can see. Um, you can see some of them are like multi, like multiple faces in one image, um, that almost appear to conceptual. have yeah, like they almost appear to have been created huh. as a union. Or this like, looks like somebody's really good with a power washer. Well, so and that's actually to go back to your point about um, pigment and them being painted or not being painted. Um, a lot of people have suspected that uh, you said oil. That through a combination of oil and um, like water mixed with a like solvent a, of some kind, a de-stainer of some kind, you could essentially use the oil to block the solvent from getting into certain areas of what is already stained concrete. Yeah, and then wash over that with. Uh, something that would lighten the surrounding areas and it would leave you with would look like something that is because they do look like the like the actual forms look like they're weaved out of something that's sort of existing in the floor like this part just sort of blends into what is a stain we'll we'll, we'll yeah link to it's some using of some of the natural coloring already so that it looks more organic or like yeah that's a great way to put it in the actual texture and right. color of the floor right so that's the the hypothesis is that it was done in a way that it would look like you said, like more organic and also be done with stuff where it's like, yeah, of course you're going to have oil on your kitchen floor. Like everybody does. And you know, there's no like pigments to be found where it's like, Oh, you're just painting your floor. Obviously. Yeah. Um, want to hear so, my yeah. theory? Yeah. I'd love to hear your theory. Floor ghosts. We out of here. Hey, floor ghosts. <laughs> um, this, right. this is our last opportunity to hype this up. Um, come to Ice House in Minneapolis next week on Wednesday night, the 19th. Yeah. And see us and Lydia Eliza and Claire DeLoon and Sims and, and drink some Fulton beers rah! and hang out at one of the coolest venues in the Twin Cities. Yeah. And uh, talk to us about ghosts and aliens and whatever we feel like talking about for a couple hours. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We hope to see y'all there. It is going to be really fun. We don't have any other live shows planned. For True. the foreseeable future. So if you want to hang out with us and see us do this thing live, that is your opportunity. Yeah, no doubt. And um, 
And obviously we know that uh, some of you will just, uh, because we have people all literally all around the world, uh, we won't be able to, who won't be able to be there. Thanks to everybody who supported us for whether it's been a hundred episodes or just the last oh, yeah. few or uh, whatever. Like we, we really appreciate y'all for uh, helping to get us as far. So thanks already for your support. Way better than I ever thought it would be and more fun. And there are more of you listening from more parts of the world. So thank Hell you yeah. guys. We love y'all. Have a great week. We'll, uh, we'll see you for episode a hundred. We out of here. Peace.